Avi on Money, 12 to 1 p.m., only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome to 101.9 High FM. It's nine, nearly 10 minutes past 12. Thank you so much for joining us. One thing that we need in this country, in the business sense, more than anything else, is leadership and mentorship. It is absolutely crucial that young people or aspiring business people can look at certain successful people and say, that's who I want to model myself on. That's who I want to learn on and learn from. And, you know, of all the talks that I go to and in all the seminars that I attend, what often frustrates me is the international examples that are used. We're constantly looking at the Bill Gateses of the world, and we're constantly looking at, uh, at the Warren Buffetts of the world. We have people right here in our own country who've really been incredibly successful with a South African flavor. And one of those people is sitting in front of me today, Mark Weiner. Welcome to Chai FM. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great. Mark, let's start at the very beginning. What do you think of what I said in introduction? Is that necessity? It's, it's absolutely essential. You know, I think that in a country which faces a crisis of leadership, uh, it's up to business and business people and professionals across the field to give of their time to help people on the way. I'm sure you've had mentors in your life. I've had mentors in my life who've contributed to my success. And we need to pass this on. There are so many aspiring people out there. We have such a pool of talent who just need a shove, a nudge, a little bit of help, a little bit of advice. Uh, It's amazing. From what I've read, you started from humble beginnings. Um, I I, I don't know much. I don't want to give a preamble. But maybe tell us a little bit about who you are today, known in the business world, and, and how you got there. What is your journey? Okay, so I started where we're sitting. This was my Medina, as we say, okay. um, uh, right where we are now. Uh, I grew up in Sydenham. My parents had a fisheries sort of business. I never went to university. Uh, by chance, I got into property, uh, made a lot of mistakes along the way, but ultimately... 1998, 99, started a company called Redefine. Uh, Where did that name come from? Real Estate Derived Financial Instrument. Okay, so that's quite a complicated name. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's now known as a REIT. In those days, yes. it was a PLS. So, and that's what it was. It's a, it really is investing in a property loan stock or a... a Basically, it's a, a property REIT. unit it's trust. Just, it's a property unit trust, and it's a... It's a, it's a real estate, it's a financial instrument. Right. So we listed that in uh, 2000. It was a 400 million rand market cap. Today we're about 62 billion. We're in uh, all the top 40. Uh, so it's been an incredible journey, incredible ride. Been very fortunate to along the way have had mentors. I worked at Investec. Stephen Kossoff was a mentor. Uh, Eric Eller and so many people in my life have guided me and given me advice. So uh, about two, two and a half years ago, I wrote a book. Uh, it's called Making My Mark. And as a result of that, I was approached by a lot of people phoning me and asking me uh, to help them, to mentor them. Uh, and this really, having seen some of, in, in small steps, these people are making inroads into the property industry. So I figured... If that's what I can do in my little way, 10, 12 people that I've mentored, and at least half of them are really making inroads, some from our community, some from disadvantaged communities. Uh, and what really switched me on is I did a talk beginning of last year 
uh, at the Maharaj Institute. It's a university for people from disadvantaged backgrounds. And I had such positive feedback and people who approached for mentorship or advice. So I said to the guys in the office, surely we can spread this. And that was the birth of the mentorship challenge. Mark, I'm just, I'm flooded with questions. I mean, I could speak to you for the whole afternoon and we've got a very, very limited time. But let's maybe take a step back and I'm going to ask something totally, you know, off the topic, but I think it's very relevant for today. Fees, the fees campaign is coming up again at university. There's a whole lot of story, talk about it. There's a whole lot of violence that goes with it. And in your opinion, what does the word advantage mean? You know, you and I grew up in a similar area. You grew up from a humble financial background. What advantage did you have that got you where you are today as opposed to, let's take the PC issue away and say, a black kid growing up in Soweto addicts who is a, a capable youngster. Where Very different because a lot of people today, myself or maybe you, I don't know your background, grew up in a house where business or profession was discussed over the dinner table. That was your start. That was your the start of your mentorship, so to speak. The kids from disadvantaged backgrounds, Soweto, whatever it is, their parents are working. They leave the house at 4 or 4.30 in the morning. They come back at 7 at night. They're working, in some cases, on a menial job, battling to put their kids through school. So the kids don't have any network. There's no one to get advice from in, in those kind of things. And that's where we have a big void. As advantaged people, we grew up, if, if it wasn't your parents, you had an uncle, an aunt, or somebody who was in some kind of business that you could feed off. Most of the kids that, that we're talking about don't have that. If a kid gets educated, he's at university today, he's on a job, his parents don't know about it. And that's that's the big void in our country. And that's where you're saying that your mentorship challenge can fill that void. Absolutely. Or, or in some way can sort of support that youngster where all the skills are there, all the dynamism there, all the energy is there, but not quite sure how to expend it. So, so let me explain it. So what we do is every week I interview one or two guests, and they can be from a wide range. So tomorrow night is Brian Joffe. Okay, that's business. We've had airline pilots. We've had farmers. We've had all kinds of people. Across the spectrum. So what we then do is we say to these people, we talk about their journey, and we say to them, how many hours will you give us to mentor somebody? They then challenge somebody else, one of their peers, and we build up the hours. But over and above that, we've got people who volunteered to be mentors. So we now have about uh, 50 or 60 people across a wide span. And these are people who are at the top of their game. So if you want to talk law, if you want to talk psychology, you want to talk... Uh, accountancy. We've got people who are at the top of the game. You want to talk business, Brian Joffe, uh, all these, all these kind of people who are on the list. So as a mentee, you go and you say, this is the field I'm interested in, insurance, okay? If we don't have anybody insurance, we'll come and grab you. Because we're a property company, we've got a wide, wide network. So uh, we got an inquiry this morning. Somebody said, I don't find anybody who's a chef. I went, I'm interested in being a chef. We've got hotels, we've got restaurants. We'll go out and we'll find a great chef to mentor this kid. That, that's what the mentor ch- challenge is about. We want to connect people, the right people, people who are passionate, 
people who've got drive and some ability and who want to succeed. If you've got those ingredients and we can connect you with the right mentor, okay? So if you're serious about success, then we'll help you realize your dream. When you say interview, where and how are you interviewing these people? What is your platform? We've got a studio set up, a full studio set up in one of our buildings. And uh, they come along. We spend an hour, an hour and ten minutes chatting. It gets edited down to fifteen or twenty minutes, uh, and uh, and that's really what we do. But that's that's aired on CNBC. CNBC every Wednesday night at eight thirty. Okay, so that's the crucial point that you humbly forgot to mention yeah. is that it's on CNBC, and that is the broadcast medium in which yeah. it is going out to the world. Um, let's jump forward and and let's go back into the world, the realm of of fiction, so to speak, because that's where you started with a dream and you built a business. What, what is your dream in, in five years' time to have achieved with the Mentorship Challenge? I would like to see 100, 150 of people who've been mentored creating businesses, going into the profession and making a difference. South Africa, we, we talk about an unemployment problem. I don't believe we have an unemployment problem. We have a problem of not having enough rich people who can create jobs, people who will create businesses, create wealth, and create jobs. Our businesses, as they stand today, can employ, in good times, a few more people. We can't employ thousands and thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. The government can't employ them. So we have to create new businesses, new entrepreneurs who are going to create these employment opportunities. Mark, one thing about the Jewish community that's a hallmark of the community everywhere in the world is a sense of community, a sense of support, a sense of looking after one another. You know, in South Africa, we use the word Ubuntu very, very freely, and I'm not quite sure what it's meant to mean anymore because it's been thrown around. But one thing I've often failed to understand is why in a country like South Africa that we is so rich with opportunity and everybody's brimming and waiting to have, make things happen. Why a kibbutz system has never been successfully implemented? Why a proper co-op system, not for farmers, because that's been working for the last 60 years, hasn't emerged. Some ladies have got together and they've had you know, moderate success. But why, uh, so, sorry, to come back to my original point, one thing about mentorship and charity and all that, philanthropy is all part of the Jewish community. Is it missing in the non-Jewish community? No, you know, I think people across spectrum, Jews do a lot. I think non-Jews also do a lot. But I think that one of the problems we have as business is it's fragmented. Everybody's doing a little bit. And this is the problem. So hopefully one day business and politicians and unions We'll get together and try and combine efforts. So you spoke about fees must fall. If somebody said to you, I'm going to charge you an extra one or one and a half percent taxation for education, you're not going to be excited because it's going into a black hole. If somebody said to you, there's a levy of one or one and a half percent, it's going into a special education fund managed by private enterprise by Kuro or somebody, you would pay it gladly because it's not a tax, it's an investment in our future. And that's the difference. So this is what we're trying to get to. And, you know, the most amazing thing about this mentorship challenge, because it's recorded, so I've probably done 10 or 12 episodes now, four or six of screened. I'm getting such a kick out of it. I'm learning because there are so many people out there, young people, 
guys from Brian Joffe retired starting a new business to young guys who have come up with ideas, who starting businesses and are showing enormous success, coming from nowhere, from little villages outside Port Elizabeth and places. And I, I come back and I say to my family, you can't believe who I interviewed today. This guy got this idea and he's doing this. And I'm learning. I'm being mentored by the people I'm interviewing. It's absolutely fantastic. Seeing your energy, seeing the smile on your face and your body language, if one turns the radio on at any given time during the day in South Africa, you really think we're on the cusp of a civil war. Um, the question was asked other day on another radio station, who is running the country? And I felt like calling in and saying, without being religious, God's running this country because it's almost on, it's almost on autopilot at the moment. And then the next thought that came into my mind, who's running the country is the Mark Wainers and the AVKs are running this country. The average South African citizen is holding this fabric together. You know, I say to people, politicians come and go, political parties come and go, countries are there. So we go through hard times, we go through good times. At the end of the day, uh, as Brian Joffe said to me, Preempting the interview in, two, in uh, 2030, we might look back and say 2017 was a fantastic year of opportunity. Who knows? But I believe in South Africa. I'm a strong believer in South Africa. And I think if we all just make a little bit of effort, because it's part of Jewish culture, it's part of people, give back. If you're giving back, if everybody gave back one little thing every day, we would make a huge difference. And that's what we need to do. We can't. And I sit here talking about the advantage. Somehow we think that we will just carry on. We can blame everything on the government. There's a lot to blame on government. They've done some things pretty well. But we also have to take responsibility. Okay? We can't just sit here and think that things are going to carry on as they were and never change. We need to make the effort. We have to put in the effort to make the change. Mark, people are SMSing through and they want to know how do they add value to the mentorship challenge? So who are you looking for where people can get um, involved? Okay, so there are two things. We have a, a website, mentorshipchallenge.co.za, on which you can register as a mentor. If you think that you have got it in you, if you've got something you're very good at your profession or your job and you would like to mentor somebody, you come onto our website and you register as a mentor. And if you're out there and you need some help in whatever you're trying to do, we'll connect you with the right mentor. So you can register as a mentor as or as a mentee. So as I say, whether it's a profession, whether it's a business, whether it's property, whether it's insurance, whatever it might be. And incidentally, I know you with Discovery, so Brian has challenged Adrian to give, to give hours. So that's the caliber of people that we're getting on. On the, on, on the show and on, on the website. It's a priceless opportunity because in my life and in my career, your career, if you had a choice, if you could say, I could go and choose this guy, Donnie Gordon in your case, to, to mentor me in insurance, who wouldn't want that? So we're creating the opportunity and it's up to people out there, young people, preferably, but if you're an old person, nothing to stop you, uh, to register, to be a mentee or to volunteer as a mentor to I think it would make a huge difference what is the cost for an individual a person you know goes onto the website and says I'm in this particular field I'm, I'm just not doing I'm, I'm not I'm not in, in cruise control I'm, I'm just in first gear and I can't get out of there 
the cost is time. Okay, there's no cost. Okay, these people, the mentors, the mentors have volunteered valuable time free of charge. Okay, so all you have to do as a mentee is register, go to the website, say, I want to be mentored by Brian Joffe. Okay, fill out a profile. Are you the right kind of person? The whole backroom staff, production team will do it. And they will connect you. Then from there on, it's either by personal meeting, but if you, if your mentor is in Cape Town and you're in Johannesburg, you can connect by Skype or video, all the new technology. And the mentor and the mentee will set aside time. And it's not a silver bullet. You know, I keep saying to people, look, a mentor is not going to come and give you advice. And that's going to turn you into a success overnight. A mentor will guide you, advise you. Probably the best thing they do is stop you making mistakes. Right. And then giving you advice. Maybe go this way or that way. The pros and cons. But the choices are yours. It's a sounding board. And it's somebody who stops you making mistakes. Mark, isn't there maybe a bit of a disconnect? Uh, let's take our example, for example. Uh, my industry, for example, the insurance um, as much as Adrian Gore is a doyen in the industry and, you know, a, a man of incredible caliber, um, I might be speaking out of line, but I'm not quite sure that Adrian knows exactly how someone would start in the insurance industry, what the day-to-day okay. plod would be. M- maybe it's different. Maybe he's giving people advice who want to be an actuary. Right. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but, so, that, but that's why I say, so, you, so there's a profile for Adrian, there's a profile for people who want to be mentored. And they, the, the backroom guys will find the right person for the right mentor. Okay, so it might not be insurance, it might be medical. It might be medical health. Right. Okay. So let me ask you, how much time do you spend on the mentorship challenge in your day? At the moment, it's taking a lot of my time. Okay, because we're recording. So, for example, next week, I've got three full days of shoots. Right. Then we'll have a break until probably January because there'll be enough recorded stuff unless... Something happens that's very topical and we have to do it. So if I would have known how much time it was going to take when we conceived it, maybe I would have had second thoughts. But, you know, at this stage, I'm the executive chairman of Rita Fine, so I'm not that involved in the day-to-day. I've got good guys who I've made all of them register as mentors. Okay, <laughs> uh, They're there as well. And uh, it's a, a question of them saying, uh, okay, this is what I want to do. There'll be time put in. And uh, it takes as much time as it does. We've got, I mean, it's no good for people sending me emails. They must use the the website because that's how it all gets sorted out. I can't sit and deal with hundreds of uh, websites. And if you go through the correct process that have been set up. Yeah, it's a, it's a very simple process. Uh, the the interviews, I think, uh, quite surprising. I mean, I must be honest, it's much easier sitting on this side of the table <laughs> than on your side. Uh, much much easier being interviewed than being the interviewee. It took a couple of episodes to get me used to that, and particularly. But fortunately, it's not live, so I can make mistakes. And you do get used. To it. I've been sitting at the side of the table, thanks to Chaya, for, for five years yeah. now. Yeah, you get and used to it. You, get used, you it. get used to it. So, and as I say, I get such a kick out of it. I mean, we we had it's a past episode. We had a farmer, a guy who. Started farming, family business, an Italian, South African Italian. He was going broke after four years, 20 hectares. He went to Australia, found a guy who gave him advice, came back, threw out all the stuff he was growing and planted carrots because that's what he was told to do. Today he produces 40% of all the carrots consumed in South Africa. That's how one person changed his life. 
So people often say to me, and I use this, they say, well, you know, what's in it for Redefine? I said, I've also become a farmer. I'm growing future tenants. There you go. <laughs> but on that note, talking about personal thing, and this I'd like to end off with, one of the challenges that we see in business, and we see it all, maybe even more in community work, is that someone starts an institution, and the institution outgrows them. And instead of standing back and saying, let me look at what I've achieved and let me bask in the glory of watching someone young come in and take over. You hang on to the reins and you pull the thing backwards and eventually you bury it. You started Redefine. How difficult was it or what was the process of handing the reins over to someone else and saying, okay, I'm going to watch you from a distance? You know, it's, it's difficult. When you like me and you're a control freak, you like to know everything about everything, but there comes a point in time, you say, I'm getting older, I can't be here forever. You have to take good people and let them grow. So I became executive chairman, not non-executive. I still keep my hand in, so I attend important meetings, exco meetings. I know exactly what's going on. I'm quite happy to get my hands dirty on leasing or whatever. Uh, but it does mean I don't have to worry about the pensions and the medical aid and all the corporate governance stuff that goes with it. So it gives me time to improve our business, to interact with people, walk around the office, sit at somebody's desk, say, what are you doing? Are you having a problem? This is maybe how you should do this. Or very often they're telling me, listen, the, the way we used to do it is no good because now you can use your phone and, and do it differently. So it's, it's both ways. It was hard. I won't say it was an easy decision. Uh, it gets hard. And now next year I'm 70, so I've got to start thinking, do I retire? But I feel like I'm too young to retire, so uh, I don't have to retire. So I think I'll still be around for a number of years bugging everybody. The term, we're not landlords, we're people, who coined that? Um, It was coined by an advertising agent after a long session in which we said we're a people-centric business. So we are people-centric and what we said was, and it, it took a lot because what we said was landlords have a bad connotation. We like second-hand car dealers. So how do we change that? So you can have a slogan, we, we're, not, we're not landlords, we people, but you have to live those values. And it doesn't mean, as all my people said, that everybody who comes can get their rent at half. <laughs> it just means that you attend to people like they people with dignity. Even somebody who hasn't paid their rent, who you have to cancel their lease and throw them out. Remember that that person has got obligations. That little sweet shop or ice cream shop, he's paying his kids school fees. That's how he's feeding his family. But if he's losing money, you're actually doing him a favor. But there's a way to do it. And you leave people with dignity. And everything that we do, we try and do in terms of all our stakeholders is just treat them as people and not as objects. Mark, unfortunately, we're out of time. I just want to give out the, the website. It's www.mentorshipchallenge.co.za. Please go along to it if you want to be a mentor or a mentee or you just want to go have a look. I'm, I'm personally going to have a look. And, you know, it's a funny thing. I sit here where I think I've been relatively successful in what I've, what I've, what I've done. Could I add value to new people coming in? I definitely could. But would I pass up an opportunity to sit with Brian Joffe and let him yell at me for two hours, I certainly wouldn't pass that up either. We, so, we may even have somebody who can mentor you, but not that I think you need it in terms of being a, a radio host. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
the day you say you're at the top of your yeah. game is the day you're going to fall. Exactly. Mark, well, you know, just to wish everything of the best and thank you. And, you know, you're at the stage now where you're really giving back to the community. And it's, you know, I often give the example um, when, I, when I speak of, of Rabatanz and Yeshiva College, where if you want to see a leader who's allowed people to flourish under him, and he's allowed them to become leaders in their own right. It's almost as if he's the captain of the Titanic. And the ship just, you know, rises with the tide. And he gets all the kudos for it in such a humble way. And yet he's still able to approach you and ask you how you're doing and how your parents Absolutely. are. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's in, in a business sense where you are now. The fact that you said almost as a throwaway comment that you can sit down at somebody's desk means that the, the care for the individual growing in your company is still there. So many more years to you. In closing, I think the success of any business, of any relation, it's people. Okay, You can't have a good business if you don't have good people. And that is the challenge we have in South Africa. Let's help people become good people. Mark, thank you very much. Again, the website is mentorshipchallenge.co.za. Please go along, have a look, even if you just want to get an idea of where you fit in and Often people are turning around and saying, I need finance, I need capital, I need cash flow. Maybe what you really need is really good advice. And that's the place to go and get it. Please go have a look. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a public forum. It's started by somebody from the community. You've got nothing to lose. Go have a look. Mark, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle, for putting the show together. We'll speak to you next week. Have a great time. Goodbye.